Good morning, my friends out there on the internet. Assuming you can download this from someplace, the number of venues is often decreasing with the planetary status report. We don't really have the money to put this on the air because when it comes to air, there's air, there's food, there's water, there's shelter. You need actual air, but you don't need to put podcasts on shortwave. And so we, we have to buckle down, got to tighten the belt. And it turns out YouTube will put my podcast on again for a while until I threaten them with hell. Because that was my argument I used against them, so they restored my account. Fuck you all to hell. You know, I just repeated it like a hundred times and it worked. Perhaps that argument will work again. What do you think? Yeah, it's Tuesday, November the 16th, 2021, in the time and season and age of Bob Limpdok. And one of the core themes of recent days, especially when I talk to GoDaddy on the phone about my website, is that all of this seems like we're fucking a corpse. All of it. You could say, well, Dan... Aren't some of these things new things and therefore living things? In the sense that there are bacteria and other insects that will eat you from the inside out and in a sense produce new things as they do so, yeah. But it's not innovation that you're seeing. It is the outgassing. It is the defunct, crippling reality of stupidity collapsing in upon itself and you're seeing little puffs of gas. That's what you're seeing. So I fluctuate between despair and hate. I do. I, I'd like to say anger, but anger's a bit too—it's a bit too subdued for for where I'm at right now. On one side of the balance is anger, on the other side is hate, and you know, or I should say, on one side is despair, and the other side is hate, and. I go between the two, back and forth. I despair over this crookedness and this evil and this situation, whatever we want to describe it like. I despair over all the fools that that sink their teeth deeper into this rotting, decaying thing. And then I despair over the fact that they want to convince me to do the same thing and I think it's crazy. I've never fucked a corpse. I've never done it. Um, Never been a necrophiliac. And I'm sure there are necrophiliacs out there. I bet there's a lot of them on Wall Street. But it doesn't really appeal to me. I can't imagine it gets better over time. It can only get worse. And at some point, you're not really fucking anything other than a pile of mush. You want to believe the lies they're telling you? Fine. 
believe that they got all those containers stacked up, believe that inflation is transitory, whatever the hell that means. You can believe their nonsense, but you don't get to ignore their nonsense. You don't get to pretend that they're spouting nonsense. And what they're really telling you are sets of lies that contradict the entire theme of late 90s globalism. The entire theme of late 90s globalism was it can't be stopped. It will always work. You'll always get your stuff. That was the theme. That's what they told us. But it could have been bullshit. You see, what you got sold as globalism looks a lot like Stalinism to me. In the sense that Stalin had entire cities, whole cities, that did only one fucking thing. And believe me, that's a great way to keep people under control. That's a great way to manage your slaves. So when I say neo-Stalinism, I'm talking about globalism as well. And it is a giant failure. Many who are still concussed out in the snow and their consciousness floated up to the magical chalet and they're drinking with martinis with the underwear models, many who are still in a state of hallucinatory delusion don't really understand what I'm saying. But they will or they're going to die. Their, their model, their world is doomed. It's a corpse. And the more you fuck that corpse, the worse off for you, buddy. In the last six, seven months, I've gotten a new excuse from GoDaddy tech support every day. They'll say, PHP doesn't work there. Oh, you better check your cookies. Blah, blah, blah. They'll tell me I shouldn't manage something. And then they'll say, why didn't you go into Plus Studio and manage it yourself? And it's just an endless... Yeah, an endless monkey fuck with GoDaddy. And I will tell you, 10 years ago, they weren't this bad. They weren't. I'm sorry. I, I can't prove it. All I can tell you is that from a customer experience perspective, 10 years ago, GoDaddy wasn't this pile of shit. And if your response is, well, Dan, why don't you, why don't you just migrate to a different part of the Death Star... Why don't you just move to a different part of the Death Star, Dan? Go to a deeper level. Shit still works down there. Why don't you go to a different part of the country, Dan? It's so easy to get up and move, Dan. And then I move. Then I move. And I hear the other thing. Yes, then I move. Then I move and they say, why did you move? Then, yeah, it's just a back and forth bullshit. I'm picking on GoDaddy because I pay them money. And it turns out that if you want to have a functioning kind of economy, 
people need to like do things for money without it being a fucking grift, without it being a con. And I, I think you could argue that since the creation of the Federal Reserve, it's been one con piled on another. For a hundred years, we've had one deception, one con, one grift, one form of bullshit after another, and they don't stop. And one argument, and this is, I think, part of the fucking the corpse thing. This is for Weekend at Bernie's people, especially the crypto fucks. One of the arguments is, well, it can't be stopped, Dan. It will simply go on forever, like some sort of anti-Carnot engine, like some kind of perpetual motion machine. And it's not possible. History doesn't support that in any form. In whatever form you want to analyze it, there's no such thing as the country or the economy or the society that goes on forever. But people have bought into it. And you know why? Because most of you motherfuckers have been mistaking disequilibrium for equilibrium. Technically speaking, and let me just keep this quite simple, in the mathematical context, the world economy world society, world culture has been in disequilibrium for a hundred fucking years. And so the question you need to ask is not how does the disequilibrium continue because it will continue until everything is destroyed. The question is what comes after? Now some of you motherfuckers think it's a higher state of disequilibrium. That government is an unstoppable reptilian king filled with Illuminati magic. But maybe that's bullshit. Maybe it's just people. And maybe they're not that good at their job. Or maybe they're really good at their job and their job is the grift. job is to steal. When I decide to set up a website with some company, I don't expect to be grifted. I don't expect to be conned. I don't expect to have things stolen. When I paid Sound, you know, SoundCloud, I paid them money, about 160 bucks a year to store, you know, some podcasts for me and to not, you know, deliberately shadow ban or censor me. And what do I find out in the space of a couple years with SoundCloud? Dropping followers, listeners, you know, manipulating view counts or listening counts or whatever you want to call it. And I was paying them money. Okay, that's the dead corpse that I'm talking about. That's the neo-Stalinist hellhole that you should all want to push away, but you don't. Because many of you are addicted to the greases and the oils and the waxes and the gases that this nasty gumbic mass of protruding grossness still emits. You're, you're addicted to it. You need your Fanny. You need your Freddie. You need your Sally Mae. You need your free money. You need, you need it all. You need it to make your fucking crypto work. You need the deep state chip manufacturers to keep cranking out their deep state fucking chips. You need your deep state internet for your network. 
And you need your deep state managed electricity. You see, when I think of this GoDaddy experience or the SoundCloud experience, when I think of these experiences, I think of that, you know, that bus sign, that automated bus sign, the one in Seattle, that high-tech city, that futuristic city on a hill. You know that, that fucking bus sign? that bus sign, the one in 2019, that gave you the wrong schedule for 2017, that was a really useful fucking bus sign. The, the, the bus sign that gives you the wrong answer for a bus schedule in the past. I mean, on multiple levels, it sucks. So when, when these techno freaks talk to me about post-scarcity and their world, their corpse is going to keep on living, I think of that fucking bus sign, which was virtually brand new. And I think about GoDaddy and SoundCloud, and I think about all the other rinky-dink, neo-Stalinist, low-rent, plastic, scummy, trailer park grifter shit. I don't see a reset. I don't see a super reptilian council. I don't see any of the fantastic bullshit that most of the FEMA camp freaks talk about. What I see, ultimately, is failure. And that scares the fuck out of people. I remember back in 2017, we were testing Bitcoin. Little transactions. You know, about five bucks here, 20 bucks here, you know. And I don't even give a fuck what the Satoshis were at this point. You see, here's the thing. If a person's running a coffee shop or if they're running a website, they're probably not going to be dealing in Lamborghini scale Bitcoin or crypto. They're just going to want their shit to work. And I have seen zero evidence that it's gotten to the point where any of the average everyday people left after the monkey herpes plague would want to use it. And that's another interesting topic. And it's a bit of a tangent, but I don't give a fuck. So many of these crypto motherfuckers were also coffee filter wearing motherfuckers. So many of these crypto motherfuckers were, I'm going to get my second vaccination today, motherfuckers. So it's really hard for me to take any fucking thing you say seriously. Not one. You look like a moron with a coffee filter on your face. If you come up to me and talk to me about anything to include things I need, like water, shelter, food and you're wearing that fucking coffee filter, I might stop eating, I might start living in the streets and die of thirst simply because the coffee filter on your stupid fucking face doesn't sell anything you're saying. It makes you look like a walking, talking moron. Let's, let's, let's think about crypto here a bit logically. One of the things you often get from crypto freaks is, well, Dan, you're too stupid to understand it. Well, let's just say that's true. I don't really give a fuck in my case. But if you're looking for people to adopt this autistic toy, 
How the fuck do you expect it to happen? If one of the things you go around saying is, you're too stupid, you're too stupid, you're too dumb to get it. You see, the bell curve is pretty cruel in this sense. And I would say it eschews money that doesn't fit for most people. And if your magical money requires a master's degree in computer science, how can I put this? It's probably not going to work out. But that's just one of those issues, right? One of those dumb issues. Let's talk about inflation and crypto. One of the baseline arguments of crypto freaks is, well, we're a safe haven. You can, you can dump all your worthless fiat into crypto. Just dump it into crypto. Just go ahead and dump all your fiat shit into crypto and you'll protect your wealth. Well, that's fine. So imagine a scenario where we have persistently high inflation. And you also have to be realistic. There's going to be a lot of other stuff going on, including probably a lot more in terms of cash controls and other types of police state garbage. And since the deep state controls every fucking CPU manufactured for your magical devices, you don't know what they know. If you use VPN or don't use VPN, it's fucking irrelevant. You do not know what they know. Sorry. Doesn't matter what operating system you're running. Unless you're making your own CPUs, dumbass. You do not know what they know about you. You don't. But let's just go to imagination land, okay? Where a lot of crypto fucks live. Where they imagine themselves generating electricity and Bitcoin as they bike on down to Fossil to buy that new top. Or Forever 21 whatever place is still left alive after the monkey herpes psyop, you fuck. Here's the deal. Inflation might not have a direct impact upon the value of your coins. In fact, it might even seem positive. But the problem is, it's going to make the mining gear, it's going to make the electricity, it's going to make all the resources going into your crypto that much more expensive. So, you, you know, the cost of mining goes up. And here's the other thing, too. I'm fairly certain, although I don't give a shit to prove it, I'm just going to wait for it to happen, but I'm fairly certain there is a non-linear, worse-than-polynomial-time complexity problem with all the cryptos once you get to a certain point. Once a certain number of people jump in, I think it's going to break. So there'll be two issues going on as your crypto goes up in value, and I would expect to see some of these symptoms when Bitcoin gets over $100,000 of Bitcoin, maybe even up to 200, but let's say 100, 100 to 200. Here's some of the things you're gonna see. More network failures, higher costs of mining, and yeah, it's, gonna just, it's just gonna get worse from there. It won't get better. And if your argument is, well, Dan, there's some new rinky-dink coin that some drunk and a hobo set up on their Linux Raspberry inside of their trailer, well, that's fine. But we're talking about reality, not fantasy land. It's like when people talk about market cap of crypto going from 3.3 trillion or whatever to 
it could be five trillion and it would be nothing compared to what's going on in the economy, let alone the dark economy. So all these numbers you bounce about, it's a lot like talking about solar power. If you actually understood the fraction, you'd understand how fucking irrelevant crypto still is. So imagine one Bitcoin at $200,000. Imagine how much it's gonna cost to buy that mining gear. Imagine how much your network cost will go up. Imagine the centralized electricity provider that's already proven itself to be a neo-Stalinist shithead. Imagine how reliable that's going to be. I mean, what do you imagine happening, bro? If you depend upon centralized electricity, if you depend upon centralized controlled chip manufacturing, if you depend upon a deep state controlled internet, I don't see how you're decentralized. I think you're polycentric. I think you're offloading R&D costs from the deep state. You may have been doing the deep state's work for the last decade, LARPing under Satoshi. You might be doing all those fucking stupid things, but you're not decentralized. You're not peer to peer. You're polycentric. In fact, in some ways, you're worse than centralized because you're really more like a pandemonium system. Yeah. I was at a, a, a uh, crypto meetup in 2013. And there were these dudes there who barely understood computer science but were really excited about crypto. And one of these douchebags said in 2013 that at that time, crypto was like the internet in 1994. And I knew, even as an old humanities Luddite, that the internet worked in 1994. It may not have had every feature you wanted. It may not have given you all the movies you wanted, but it was deterministic. It worked. It might have been slower then, but the speed was predictable. You see, non-deterministic things are not really great for cash flow, okay? You might not understand that because you hodl, so you speak in a kind of language that's very autistic. But non-deterministic behaviors are really antithetical to solid cash flow. And little businesses depend upon solid cash flow. So once again, we get back to the coffee shop owner and why the fuck they will never have anything to do with your rinky-dink, crooked little Furby. He said it was like the internet in 1994. What a fucking insult. I don't even think crypto's like the internet. I don't even think crypto today is like the internet in 1994. And I think the very day they have that moment of experience, their networks will crash. They have probably factorial time complexities built into the way that the networks manage crypto authentication. And who knows when that goes haywire? Guess what? Nature's not linear. And complex systems tend to, you know, fail in their own special complex ways. So we'll, we'll just see on that part of it. I, and I want to return to the ad hominem thing, because I know I beat up on people, so this is a bit of hypocrisy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why I'm going to bring this up again. If you want money to work, 
Okay, it has to be usable by enough people. It can't be just usable by some people. Other than other, otherwise, it's really not money. It's some special network for exchanging cash. It's something else. It's not money. To call crypto money, it has to function reliably for the for the you know the most fucking common denominator. And so when people come out about how you know, frankly, using arcane language. And they talk about how, you know, people should know this and that and this. And if they don't, blah, blah, blah. I think to myself, you're describing the biggest failure for any money ever. Money is not supposed to work like that. If money is that complicated to use, no one's going to fucking use it unless they're forced to use it. At some point, people will jump into crypto. It could be very soon. And when I say people, a lot of people. <clears throat> in fact, I would predict in the next few months, you will see crypto go of over 100, at least Bitcoin specifically. Bitcoin could go over $100,000 a coin in the next couple months. And who knows where it goes from there. I will tell you there's a race condition built into crypto between the value it attains and the cost of mining and the cost of managing transactions. It is a race condition. And ultimately, even, even if you, know, you want to keep it this simple, there's really a third problem, and that's the speed of transactions. Because here's the deal. Coffee shop owners and crack dealers and Lamborghini salespeople, they don't give a fuck about your goddamn coins. They want their fucking transactions to clear. If they sell a fucking car, they want to get paid. They don't care about the rest of it. The rest of it is garbage to them. At some point, there's going to be a race condition between the cost of mining, the value of the coins, and the satisfaction of the network users. And I believe those three forces with all the cryptos are in collision, which means there is a magic number. Who the fuck knows what that number is? And it's going to seem counterintuitive, but crypto has to be used more to find it. It's a lot like Microsoft Amalga. It was a terrible software system with polynomial time search costs built in. But when it was just a rinky-dink little Microsoft Access database on some ER Docs desktop, even with a shitty bubble sort, it could return an answer in a couple seconds. It's only when you get up to the entire hospital system to about 200 or 300 terabytes that you notice how horrifically and badly engineered that piece of shit was. You don't notice it in the isolated, special, toy-like environment. You notice it in the real world. Crypto's not in the real world yet. Even at four or five trillion market cap, cap, it's not there yet. It's not, especially with all the money printing. In fact, measuring it in terms of fiat is asinine as fuck. But there is a magic number for crypto. And when it hits that magic number... The gate slam closed. You will never get your money back. That's the important part of this. Crypto from the beginning was designed and managed as a strategy to deal with silver and gold appreciation approximately 10, 12 years ago. It was used as a tool to manage people and it was used as a tool to soak up excess fiat and that's exactly what it did. 
But what they never told you is what it, what it probably really is. It's a giant fucking roach motel. You will put your money into it. You might put a ton of money into it. You might make a ton of money from it. But at some point, that door will slam closed and you will never get what's left out. Period. In fact, if you really wanted to crash the fiat system, and this is going to sound super counterintuitive to some of you, but if you really wanted to crash the fiat system, everybody would jump into crypto right now. Jump on in. Every motherfucker on planet Earth. Over the next week, pump all your money into crypto because I have no doubt, I have no doubt, every rinky-dink, provider of services in the crypto world will take your fiat. And at some point during that week or the next week, when everyone jumps in, the door slams closed and you will never ever see any of your money ever again. And I don't care if you believe me. I actually am operating on the assumption that a lot of people just want to, you know, ride the fucking corpse right down to the end. Fuck the corpse until there's nothing left. Fuck the corpse until it's spread out all over on the floor and you have some dingy, dingy corpse mud on your fucking cock or in your vagina. I know a lot of you want to take the corpse all the way down to the nub, so it doesn't matter. You don't care. But I am telling you that crypto will fail if it succeeds. And that sounds weird, but that's what I'm telling you. There is a magic number, a threshold it will cross, and all of those race conditions will bring the cryptos to a halt, and all that money will go bye-bye. Or you can go to pretend land, where your crypto gets to be a million a coin, but your mining costs don't go up. That's called pretend land. But pretend land's a fun place. The place of post-scarcity. The place of MMT and Marxist buggery. We love pretend land. Yeah, some of the biggest motherfuckers who are fucking corpses right now are the crypto people. I mean, it's, it's funny because they talk up, especially some of these quote-unquote anarchist freaks, they talk it up, but it's just a lot of bullshit. I saw this one motherfucker post something today on Zero Hedge about the no-coiners. You're a no-coiner. And I thought, if a person doesn't want to have seafood for dinner, if you refuse to have that nasty Fukushima crab, does that make you a no-seafooder? I mean, this is the thinking going on in the crypto community. They believe through ad hominem they shall, they shall succeed. And as I'm telling you, through success, they will fail. They will ultimately fail. If, if all the crypto hodlers get every fucking thing they want, if people jump into these networks, especially if they do so rapidly enough, the whole thing's going to grind to a fucking halt and no one is ever going to get their fucking money back. Ever. It'll be a giant train wreck. And I'm under the opinion that the system will be collapsing at the same time. So there won't be some government you can go to and say, can you get me my fucking money? Crypto will reach a point at which, a kind of mass, you can call it. There will be a crypto mass when those three conditions come together. The cost of mining, the, the value of your crypto relative, some fiat piece of shit, 
and the satisfaction of the users who have to use the transactions to buy a fucking cup of coffee. At some point, those three forces intersect. You will have a density, and then crypto becomes a black hole. And all that money goes nowhere ever again. Period. Or whatever you want to call it. Fiat, trash, toilet paper, monkey poop, whatever word you want to use for wasting your fucking time, it's gone. Fucking a corpse, and, and I don't know. That's why despair or hatred, despair or hatred. Some days I wake up, especially when I got to talk to GoDaddy about the one thing I still care about, and it's all going to shit, and I think, you know what, Dan? Give in to the entropy. Give in to the shit machine. Accept the shit machine for it is, and be like everyone else who pretty much you know, other than a few people maybe, and just pour yourself a bowl of shit and start eating the shit. I'm done. I'm full of it. I'm full of it. I'm full of shit. I've had all of the bullshit from the government I need. I've had all the lies I need. I have gone into student loan debt to be um, programmed to believe stupid things. I have gone all the way down the sewer pipe of this wretched system. And I'm done with it, man. It's despair or it's hate. Some days I wake up and I despair of it. Some days I wake up and I pray to the Lord in heaven, you know who the people are. You know their names. You know where they live. Bring down your fist like a mighty hammer and smash them. And I don't know how Christ feels about that, but I'm pretty certain I'm not alone at this point. Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, Jerome Powell. I mean, these are just showmen, probably. These are just weird clowns. We might not even know who those people are, but God knows, right? And so some days I wake up in a state of rage and I think, fuck them. Bring the flood. Bring the flames. Bring the destruction. These people are begging for it. Of course I'm probably going to die. But as long as I get to see five minutes of these worthless cowards crying out and saying, who could have told us something? Who could have helped? If I can get five minutes of these people bitching and moaning about their own folly, that's all I want. That's it. And if there is no God and there is no heaven and there is no hell and I'm the first to die, that's okay too. Because I do know what happens next. Doesn't matter if I'm dead. <sighs> Keep on fucking that corpse, people. It must feel good. All squishy, all red, all nice and squishy inside.
I have a podcast from a few months ago, because we're going to stay on the topic of fucking a corpse, because, you know, those corpses and their gases and their poisons and their diseases, they, you know, they kind of draw, they drive people crazy. People get the brain parasites, they get the khufu, they get all kinds of STDs from fucking corpses, probably, like dead corpse crabs, or, you know, ancient Egyptian hooker Hooker herpes, you know. If you go ahead and fuck that fucking mummy. Another funny fuck the corpse psyop topic that's not the monkey herpes or Bitcoin or any of the other wastes of time while you're fucking the corpse before you realize if you just gave up on the corpse, you might be able to move the fuck on, you know? Another one is all this race war, gender war garbage. And a few months ago, I decided that I'm just going to say I'm a racist, you know? If someone were to say, Dan, you're racist, and I say, well, how racist do you think I am? And it's like, well, Dan, because that usually gets them confused. And then, well, you're really racist. Well, what does that mean? Can you quantify it for me? I mean, maybe we can design a, a metering system or a measuring system. Maybe we can develop a system of scales around Adolf Hitler or something. And so if Adolf Hitler represents a one on the Hitler scale. Che Guevara, I guess he's a 0.5. Mao Zedong would be a 0.8. And I guess I'd be a three. I'd be a three or a six or a 10. If you're going to ask me how racist I am, I'm going to say I'm 10 times Hitler. Maybe 100 times Hitler. And if your response back is, well, does that mean you hate black people? I would say no. And that's why, you fucking moron who doesn't understand postmodernist deconstructional bullshit, that's why, you fucking idiot, I am the most racist person you fucking ever met. Because... I think it's bullshit. That makes me ten times worse than Hitler. You see what kind of logic you get from fucking a corpse? Yeah, you know, people say, you must hate gay people. Why do you say that? I don't know, but you must. So I say, okay. Well, you must hate women. Why do you say that? I don't know. Well, it must be true. Okay. Do you hate Asians? Do you hate Mexicans? Do you hate Germans? Do you hate Serbians? The fucking Albanians? 
the fucking Albanians and the Danes. Man, do I hate me some Danish people. I'd like to see their country turn to dust. All of Denmark sinks back into the Baltic. All of Denmark disappears into the North Sea. You know what? I hate the people that are obsessed over this because they are, they're usually idiots. And so if an idiot, and I don't care if they're black or Asian or gay or Hispanic, I don't care if they're Danish, they could be a shitty Dane. And if a motherfucker comes up to me and says, do you hate Danish people? Do you hate black people? And I'd say, no, motherfucker. I don't hate those people. I hate you. It's not because of the color of your skin or your gender. Fuck that, you coffee filter wearing piece of shit. You on my third or fourth vaccine fucking stage walking moron. I don't hate you because you're Danish or black or Asian or whatever the fuck category the U.S. Census Bureau gives you. I just hate you. It's special about you. And if you're an African-American, and you were to say to me, Dan, you must hate black people. I would say no, motherfucker. As the world's biggest racist, ten times worse than Hitler, you're an even bigger fucking racist. You've taken all of your incompetence and all of your stupidity and all of your arrogance and everything else and you put it into a bottle and you've labeled it black person. When in reality, those were your fucking problems. They didn't belong to anybody else to include the slaves, to include Martin Luther fucking King. All of those shitty mistakes, all of those ups and downs, all of it is yours. Own it. But if you put it on other people and you say it's because you're black, then yeah, I'm 10 times Hitler on the, the racism scale. And you're 20 times Hitler. Or maybe, I don't know, 6,000 times me on the adjusted metric European scale. Yeah, I'm the world's biggest racist, people. I am the biggest misogynistic racist, homophobe, in Utah, no one hates people more than me. And then you say, but you, then you hate gay people. I say, no. And then you figure, you're figuring it out, aren't you? Well, Dan, does me hate? No, I don't hate women. You see how much I hate women? You, you got it figured out now, don't you, buddy? The only way to win the whole race war game is not to play. The next funnest thing to do is claim everything they accuse you of because you take it to the point of absurdity. Don't spend time debating critical race theory. It's like having an argument, you know, with, I don't know, the slug out on the lawn. It will make no sense. There'll be no positive outcome. Don't waste time talking to brick walls. Accept all their bullshit. Accept all of their wretchedly stupid, illogical bullshit. Accept the, the wordplay they use that make, makes it seem like they're having a fucking stroke. Accept all of it. And then throw it back at them. 
If they call you racist, you say, I'm really racist. If they call you sexist, you say, motherfucker, you ain't met a bigger sexist than me. If they say you're homophobic, really homophobic, you say, hold my beer. You say, hold my beer, motherfucker. Red Thursday is coming. Red Thursday is nearly here. Do you have your Bitcoin? Do you have your gold to go buy some beer? Red Thursday's coming. It's a special grinkin' time thing. You go out shopping. You go out shopping. If you're going to enjoy Red Thursday during Grinkin time in the seasonable blimp dock, you have to go buy a bat at your sporting goods store. buy yourself a wooden wooden baseball bat some major league style lacquered piece of shit you go get yourself some chainsaw chain and you wrap that bat with chainsaw chain find yourself a bag and fill it with d-cell batteries just like santa claus does yourself a bag, fill it with rocks, meet your Grinkin clan near the Chevron, where that couple was murdered, you know, last week. Find the dog of despair, find the dog of despair. Toss him a long pig bone. Toss him a thigh bone. Let him play 2001 A Space Odyssey like a monkey freak staring at a monolith, you fuck. In this time of Grinkin. Get yourself a chainsaw. Get yourself a hammer. Get yourself 
some gloves. Get yourself a mask that Fauci says you should wear. Get yourself a black mask. A black mask. A leather mask. A steel mask. And then write upon it the word pain. Because it's Grinkin' time and it's Red Thursday. And people go out on Red Thursday during the season of Boblimp Talk. Make sure you shop and get whatever you can find. Looking for guns. Looking for ammo. Looking for knives. Clearance prices. Yes, if you're looking for guns, if you're looking for ammo, go out on Red Thursday. There'll be plenty on the ground. Just clean off the blood. And get those guts and the other viscera out of the magazine and the bolt action, baby. That gun will jam on that finger, baby. The, the, the finger that was cut off and jammed in there, baby. All that blood is going to cake, you know, cake the bolt and the piston. So make sure you clean out all the blood, but it's free. It's a clearance sale. 100% off. Are you looking for romance? Go out on Red Thursday. In the season of Boblim Talk. During this grinkin' time. You can chase the Dornick freaks into the alleys. Handle the sauce well. Handle the sauce well. Don't get rug burn. Don't get rug burn. Are you looking for a new car? Go out on Red Thursday. Are you looking for a new vehicle? Something for your family. Go out on Red Thursday. Go to Ronald McGee's off of Strington. Strington Avenue. He'll sell you a bulldozer clad in steel. A Hotchkiss cannon. 37 millimeter. Six rotating barrels. Mounted on the top. Ready for action, that's your car.
Yes, get yourself a bulldozer from Ronald McGee's off of Strington Avenue down by the Hooker Club. He'll cover it in steel. He'll give you a Gatling cannon. You'll shred up those federales the way they did at Wounded Knee. They'll learn a lesson or two that night in history on Red Thursday. Next topic. So Kyle Rittenhouse has been in the news and me personally, I think the Kyle Rittenhouse story, like the George Floyd story and these other Andy No Clue type, you know, stories, I think these are all really dumb psyop stories. I I don't know that any of these stories are real. I don't. I don't know if Kyle Rittenhouse is a real person, but what I can tell you is that there it looks like they're setting up this rinky dink trial to potentially create the most anger possible. I'm not saying Kyle's guilty. It's not even really the point. He's not guilty. He's not innocent. I don't even know that he's real. But he's serving the purpose of pissing people off because there are so many snowflakes, so many commie snowflakes out there, so many people who are so angry that one person would defend themselves against a bunch of, you know, pedos and rapists, which is what he was doing, it makes them so angry, it makes them crazy. And this level of crazy might be unprecedented. See, I I don't know why they're doing it for certain, but it looks like they want to turn up the PSYOP again. They want to get people angry, get people into that race war mentality. And let's revisit what Dan thinks is true. I think that you know, our government has conducted psychological warfare against the American people at various points in human history for a long time. But since 2020, we've had some significant psyops that deserve mention, one being the COVID monkey herpes, another being the race war. And about the time in April, May of 2020, when people started to see through the monkey herpes bullshit, that's when we got the race war. That's when we got George Floyd. That's when we got a bunch of his... um loving members of his community taking, yeah, snuff flick videos for eight or nine or ten minutes when they could have taken their fucking useless phones and thrown them at the fucking cop and maybe George Floyd would be fucking alive. Maybe that would have startled the cop. Maybe he would have had to arrest other people, but it's hard to strangle a man to death if you're arresting other people. There's a bunch of question marks in that wretched video. Very few people have asked the right fucking questions. But I don't know about Kyle. Kyle could be real and he could be a pawn. I told people, don't go to January 6th. It's cartoon soldier land. It's FBI bullshit. It's CIA crapola. I tell people, stay away from the monkey freaks and BLM Antifa. Don't go to Chop Chaz. It's a government mind fuck. Don't go to these things, but people want to go. They want to believe for the same reason why they want to fuck the goddamn corpse. You want to believe protesting works. It doesn't. Those videos you see of people protesting in Europe and other places, what if it's bullshit? 
You ever think that that could be true? In fact, what if all of these psyops are mostly about America and they have almost nothing to do with the rest of the world? What if, best case scenario, they're mind-fucking you because the dollar is disintegrating, their empire is falling apart, the plates that are spinning in midair are starting to hit the ground? And that's the best case scenario. That's dollar collapse, that's bad, but it's survivable. It's not really the end of the world, it's just the end of an empire. So what I, I think they've been doing is they have been mind-fucking us, they have been exposing us to psychological warfare, but it makes it look like the way they're doing it, they don't control the schedule. Like they're operating under some schedule, but it's not theirs. Another way to put this is that they're reacting. Every time they spin up one of these psyops, it doesn't look like part of a plan. It looks like a reaction to something else. Again, who knows what it is? I just, for one, do not think they control the schedule. Is Kyle Rittenhouse guilty or innocent? Guilty of what? Innocent of what? Okay? He might just be some poor sad boy who was in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the right thing. Like, he literally did the right thing. He was being chased by a pedo and a rapist and another scumbag. And it seems like the Antifa BLM people were carrying guns and other weapons. And Uncle Dan remembers the BLM fucks from Seattle who told him he couldn't take, you know, video outside of his fucking apartment. Thank you very much. Pile the poop higher. Keep your fucking bill. Mayor. Kyle could have done the right thing in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's what he's guilty of. He's guilty of doing the right thing. If he had just started murdering people, like just mowing people down, he might have been quote-unquote killed the way Epstein was and flown to some place in Jamaica to live out his days. Who the fuck knows what these motherfuckers get for doing the wretched shit they do. But what if the truth about little Kyle is he was just a reasonably trained young man who did the right thing in the wrong place at the wrong time? That's it. That's the Kyle Rittenhouse story. And the government is using this to its advantage. I think they're setting things up for another little dose of race war. They know that the logistical issues, the supply chain explanations are bullshit. They know people are beginning to see through it. They know that inflation is not only not transitory, but it hasn't even really happened yet. They're still mind-fucking you with the coin shortage, toilet paper shortage bullshit. They're telling you you've gotten to the really bad stuff. This is nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. Believe me. There'll be no question what inflation looks like in, you know, six months, I think. Assuming the dollar still exists six months from now, and in addition to me believing they don't control the schedule, and that these are psyops, one more thing. I think they're doing everything they can to make sure every one of these plates spins until the last minute. And this is why I'm telling you, if crypto, if Bitcoin specifically, if Bitcoin specifically goes over, $100 a coin, $100,000 a coin, excuse me. Because I know some crypto freaks, oh, you made a mistake, whatever, fuck you. If Bitcoin crosses the $100,000 a coin threshold on its way to 200K, 
I think that's a sign that we're pretty close, maybe even just a couple weeks from the whole system imploding. And I know that sounds crazy, but I stick to it. Right now, crypto is simply a sink. In the, in the network flow theory sense, it's simply, you know, Sierra, India, November, Kilo. It's a sink. Stuff goes in, nothing comes out. That's what a sink is in network flow theory. And its purpose is for overflow. Well, when it was working. Its purpose was to basically sponge up a lot of printed fiat and a lot and, and also it acted as kind of a jobs program because think of all the people that bought mining rigs. Think of all the people that ordered computer equipment for the crypto revolution. The crypto revolution delivered to the deep state on multiple levels. If it was all an accident, if it was all synchronicity, it is exactly what the deep state wanted. They were worried about silver appreciating. You remember Max Kaiser back in 20, you know, 2009, 10, 11, when he was talking up silver, buy silver, crash JP Morgan. You notice what happened next? Almost over the overnight, he was about crypto. Sometime in 2012, 2013, it was crypto this and magical numbers that. And oh my God, I can't believe, you know, Dogecoin bullshit every fucking day, every fucking week. And me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Ten years ago, the central banks were worried about precious metals. And I would argue that one of their last-ditch attempts to suppress precious metal prices was the whole Bitcoin crypto thing. It did exactly that. It chewed up silver because silver goes into the manufacturing of a lot of electronics. It basically acted as a sink for excess fiat, so it would reduce immediate effects of inflation. And if I'm right, it's not just a sink, but it's a black hole. So sometime towards the end, that hole's going to seal up, and it's going to seal up for good. Your money will be gone. You will have no recourse. You will not pass go. You will not collect 200 bucks. In fact, all this bullshit about collecting taxes on it, that's just another monkey fuck. That's just another way to get you in. Oh, hey, look, the government is going to get its cut. So go ahead and jump in, buddy. Jump in right now, you fuck. Jump in and hodl. Hodl, hodl, hodl your heart away, but unless you're a short-term trader in crypto, you're probably going to get fucked in the end. If you're holding on to it because you think the future looks like a crypto future, I think you're going to be sadly disappointed. I mean, we're not even talking about what the best case scenario means. The best case scenario of dollar collapse, folks, is that electricity becomes unreliable, water and food becomes unreliable, everything becomes unreliable because that's how overly engineered, overly complex neo-Stalinist hellholes roll. And it, and it will take a while for people to figure their shit out. I believe they will, but it's not going to be overnight. And it won't take more than a few weeks of this for the cryptos to just simply wither away and disappear. No one's going to take crypto for food. No one's going to take crypto for diesel. No one is going to take crypto for shit because it's fucking useless in the real world.
If you live in a fantasy world or you're autistic, it kind of like makes sense to you. But in the real world of consequences, crypto is based upon the assumption that all of this wretchedly overly engineered bullshit can go on continuously forever without interruption. You are mistaking disequilibrium for equilibrium. You are mistaking a corpse for a living thing. I get this response from people um, when they talk about doing something. Sometimes the response I'll get is they'll kill me. And that is the historical response. That's the response that Solzhenitsyn talks about in the Gulag Archipelago. That is the wail of humanity when facing oppression. What if they kill me? That is the slave arguing to the rebel. What if they kill me? That is the prisoner you know, turning in his, his or her friends to the warden because, hey, what if they kill me? That is the jackass who would like to call the cops because you're not wearing a mask. You walk into a store, you don't have a mask on, and the first thing the jackass thinks of doing is calling a cop. They don't think of investigating the hospital that killed the grandma. They don't think of not being an intellectual coward. The first fucking thing they think of doing is calling the fucking cops. Yeah, they might kill you. They, they could kill you. They could kill you and they might not. In fact, it's plausible that the system doesn't have the juice to do most of the terrible things it is currently threatening. This is the thing that people should focus on because, hey, in the last six months, my perspective has become rather solid. And in the last six months, I've been chased away or boxed in on every internet venue I'm on. And the GoDaddy stuff just tells me the same story. You know, it's a big wretched shithole if you want to tell what you think the truth is. But what if the truth is what I've been saying? that President Biden is the mayor of Washington, D.C., that the center cannot hold, that the federal government abdicated its fucking authority the very fucking minute they pushed the off button. Think about that. Think about March, April 2020. Think about all the governors and mayors and shitheads that did exactly what Anthony Fauci told them to do. Think about it. They pushed the button and they canceled evictions and they canceled small businesses. They canceled a whole bunch of motherfuckers. 
in another world, in a more gen- genteel world, a world where people understand the meaning of words, you would call that abdication. That is literally like a king getting off the throne. That is the dictator getting on the helicopter and heading towards Paraguay. That is what happened in March and April of 2020. But a lot of people see it as the opposite. Oh my God, look at all the power they had. They have the power to turn shit off. They have the power to blow shit up. They can toss a stick of dynamite into the Earth's rectum. Well, yeah, that's incredible, but it's not really power. It is the abdication of power. The very moment... They shut things down so that small businesses would cease to exist. They told every motherfucker, we we not only don't give a shit, but this is how meaningful our relationship is between us and you. We don't give a fuck. They abdicated. I don't think they can kill all of us. They can kill some of us, and they probably have killed a few people, but they can't kill all of us. Really, all we would have to do is the most difficult thing for a lot of people. We would have to stop fucking the corpse and stop being afraid. Two things we'd have to stop doing. Stop fucking the corpse. Don't do the crypto thing. Don't do the bullshit sideways thing. Turn off your smart device, put it in a fucking blender, buy yourself a CB fucking radio, and start trading locally. So you can stop fucking the corpse. The other thing you can stop doing is stop being afraid. They don't have the juice to do any of the things they threaten. They don't. I think this podcast is more or less done. There was a thing this last week about Pfizer having a meme about how they were fighting conspiracy theories. And they use language. Here's some language I love. Science will win. Science will win. Folks, science is not a football team. Science is not a football team or a basketball team. Science is not Anthony Fauci. Science is not a building. Science is a method of reasoning. That is what science is. It doesn't give a fuck who wins. Science is a brutal bitch. All that science wants us to do is never stop asking questions. But it's basically a method, a method of analysis. Simply put, you develop a conjecture, a fuzzy opinion. You form a more reasoned hypothesis. You develop an experiment to demonstrate your hypothesis. You record the results and analyze them, you publish, rinse and repeat. That's very basically what science is. It doesn't care about winning and losing because those concepts aren't really meaningful. And newsflash, truth, the word truth, isn't really that meaningful. Science isn't really about truth. It isn't. Sorry. Science is about facts, observations in the world. 
facts are not truths because facts can be wrong. They can be wrong. So calling them a truth is a bit problematic. And if you say, well, what about the laws we discover? Well, I hate to break it to you, but periodically science takes a law and throws it out the window because science doesn't give a fuck. So when Pfizer says things like, I hope science wins, it's fucking nonsense. There is no rhetorical scoreboard for science. You don't get points through ad hominem, by calling people morons. You don't get points because so many people like you. It's not about that. There is no scoreboard. Science doesn't care. Often, the people who are right are in the minority. There's a book by Thomas Kuhn called The Structure of Scientific Revolutions. If you haven't read it, you might want to if you can still get books you can read and if you know how to read. But he was more or less the guy who coined the term paradigm shift. And what Kuhn might say is that often it is a very small minority of people who are in the right. In fact, more often than not, the minority is correct in the world of science. So everything about what Pfizer is saying is bullshit. Science is never settled. When somebody says science is settled, see everything I said and research the scientific method and pick up the book by Kuhn. Science is not settled. You could argue that science is a process of constantly unsettling, of constantly shaking, of constantly finding new angles. It is never settled. Sorry, that's not what science is. I, I know that... A lot of posers who have PhDs from what the fuck university would like to tell you what they think science is, they're as full of shit as the Sally Mae fundages that went into their debt-driven line nightmare. And then last but not least, thalidomide. Because thalidomide was a drug that was given to women, I think, back in the 50s and 60s to manage um, various aspects of pregnancy, and it resulted in a lot of birth defects. In fact, very predictable birth defects. Uh, you know, in hindsight, predictable, right? And then later, they found out th that thalidomide, the same compounds that block growth in, you know, living tissue, would block growth in tumors, Science, in the case of thalidomide, unsettled itself twice. So when you say things like science is settled, to an actual person that does science, you sound like a dumbass. You really do. And, and so we can get to the thing like climate change. Well, Dan, isn't climate science settled? No, it's not. I mean, I would say there's a consensus of people who would say something's going on, and probably a consensus who would agree that some kind of human effect is part of it. And you might even find a consensus on what direction the climate is going, but I don't think you'd find much more than that. Just about everybody has their own angle. Just about everybody has their own view of looking at things, for example, like tipping points. And when it comes to climate science tipping points, that's where the magic happens. Whether it's the clathrate gun, whether it's the blue ocean event, whether it's the shutdown of the worldwide oceanic pump, Tipping points radically change the equation and once again unsettle things. So yeah, Pfizer looks like, I mean, you can take a vaccine from Pfizer. I know some morons who are on their third shot. Maybe they're, they're getting 
the placebo for good obedient moron slaves in Seattle. But based upon how Pfizer interprets science, you can keep the fucking poison. If that's how they see science, fuck you, keep the poison or the placebo or whatever the fuck they're jabbing into your arm, fuck you. Next topic, maybe last topic, right? Perhaps the last topic for all time and eternity for all the grumpy folks. So there have been a couple mysteries to me in recent months, and I don't know if I have the answer, but I'm going to throw a theory out there. And, and the mysteries are Australia and China. Prior to the monkey herpes COVID, China was tipping towards civil war. In fact, I'm not sure the civil war stopped. I, I think that there's reason to believe that we're being fed a lot of bullshit about China and our government is partially responsible for that. So whenever you see the news out of China, I think you should take it with a, with a grain of salt. The other thing is this. I've been checking the news out of Australia with people who actually fucking lived there. And surprise, surprise, the news we're getting seems to be radically different from reality. Which leads me to believe a lot of the shit we're being exposed to doesn't really have to do with the outside world. It has to do with the United States. Specifically, the ruling classes in the United States, just like the ruling classes in China and, and elsewhere that want to maintain power. Much of their power, perhaps... 99% of their power is based upon central banks printing fiat. What happens when people reject the fiat? What happens when people completely escape the system? What happens when they do actual peer-to-peer -peer barter style transactions that have no fucking electronic record, no fucking blockchain forever, none of that bullshit? What the fuck do you think happens? What happens is, is that giant Dutch baby, that giant honey puff pancake, that big puffy tart that just came out of the oven flattens very fucking quickly. Think about the COVID. The COVID kept people from doing the things they would have done. The banking system was blowing up before the COVID. The banking system was blowing up in the summer of 2019. They did a good job of hiding it, but people on the inside knew this. So what do you think the COVID was about? The COVID was mostly about keeping people at home, keeping people from trading with each other, keeping Bob from sharing a quart of firewood so he can get some of Mary's potatoes and squashes. Because those types of transactions were going to happen. Small businesses were going to find their own sources of food. Fuck you, government, your banking system. We will take care of business. And then comes the monkey herpes. And then comes the COVID. And a whole bunch of small businesses are nuked the fuck out of existence for a make-believe fucking thing. So my theory is China is in a state of civil war. That the purpose of the monkey herpes is not just to help, you know, the ruling class in the United States, but it's also to help them as well. And probably the governments around the world. This is why there's so much collusion. Because the monkey herpes is a gift that keeps on giving. If you want to implement police state tyrannical bullshit, the monkey herpes allows you to do that. Because don't you care about grandma? Don't you care about grandpa? I mean, ignore all the people committing suicide. 
because I know a lot of people I used to respect and family I will probably never talk to again who completely ignored those people. They talked to me about their 50-year-old friends who somehow were connected to my belief about the monkey herpes being bullshit, but, I don't know, wouldn't look into Harborview killing people with MRSA rooms or other rooms where someone had a bad infection and they put grandma in the wrong fucking room. But did they do it by accident? At this point in time, how the fuck would you know? Fuck you. I learned so much about family and friends this last year. Fuck you. I learned one thing. As shitty a person as I think I am, and I think I'm a shitty person, my God, by the standards of 2020 and 2021, I am a paragon of moral superiority. My beer-drinking, pot-vaping, fat-ass, fuck. I get to say fuck you to every arrogant motherfucker I ever met for the rest of my fucking life, if that's ten months. I think China's in a state of civil war. And I think they're doing their best to cover it up. And that would, that would explain a lot of the PSYOP bullshit around logistics and supply chain. It would explain the ups and downs of having shit or not having shit. And it would explain all the weird stuff between the United States and China, period. So who knows? Who knows? I don't think the Chinese government is any stronger than the United States government right now or any stronger than Mao Zedong was when he was hiding out in bunkers in 1969. I, I put it on the same fucking scale, really. Yeah. tell you guys a lot of people are still fucking the corpse you're out there fucking the corpse one last fuck you say the walls go crumbling down the water flows in from the sea but you're still fucking that corpse one last time Dan one last night out I'll get the corpse drunk on whiskey wine 